Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by True Math Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. No one has better classes or better coaching staff and gets you in better shape than True Math Fitness in the Gulch. Superbook Sports, download the app today and they will match your first bet up to $250 with the promo code ATOZ. That's ATOZ in the Superbook Sports app for all of the great odds boost and promo bets available. And the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com for your dream address without the stress. The Intel Edge you need to succeed can be found at GaryAshton.com. So uh, with all the different things that we're looking at, um, at this point from OTAs, vets, rookies starting to compete, really the first kind of opportunity that we'll see for guys competing at different position groups, a lot of different openings on the Titans offense in particular, a lot of things to be sorted out for the Titans defensively. Certainly, um, that is not, that is not something that I consider to be on totally solid ground, even though those are more known commodities. At this point, Brian Johnson says, I don't think we're going to be good this year. Well, the good thing, Brian, is you don't have to worry about that on May the 21st because you don't have to win or lose games for at least another, what, uh, four months, five months at this stage. I wouldn't get Ben out of shape about it uh, on May the 21st. But as we look at all the different ways, how you might shape up to be good or bad or somewhere in between middle of the road, who knows what's going to happen with the Titans this season. Um, you know, this is where those competitions start and where you can start to see that stuff play out in real time. You don't have to get ahead of yourself and, uh, be all sad boy about it. That's, that's honestly something. And I want to talk about this tomorrow. Um, because I had on tomorrow on the radio show, because I loved the audience at the install last night. Cause it helped me put like faces to some of the emotions that you guys express to us about the team. And I think there is a, you know, I'm not one for pep talks, but I think there is a sad boy mentality. When I say sad boy, I mean sad, B-O-I, sad boy mentality about this fan base that I don't understand why it's doom and gloom on, you know, in mid-May at this stage. I understand all the reasons that you might have, but the need to express it so vehemently on, you know, as as uh, the commenter or Brian Johnson did earlier, like, you know, who who cares whether you're going to be good or bad on May 21st? I'm not, nobody should be worried about that at this point. You should be worried about who's going to start for you at left tackle. Uh, so we're going to get into some of those competitions, some of those main headlines from this OTA competition that we will start to see play out in front of us. And that's where I'd like to start with your Two Rivers Ford take. What's the biggest headline at Titans OTAs this week? Let's talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, where you think the biggest headline is going to emanate from in the uh, in the Titans OTA competition. Bert, as I think about competition and different position groups and all these different things, there is a video of a former Titans wide receiver today that I feel we neglected to include in the show, uh, an incident with uh, Arthur Juan Brown that took place, I'm sure it would be easy for you to find without it being a dead giveaway for the audience. And I'm certain that we can address that when we get to this as a free site. But uh, sorry, I was just thinking about position groups. And then I realized that we didn't have that as a part of the show. And that is a very, I think that's very much worth talking about since we have the visual on it. Anyway, looking at all of the different situations, 
that are going to arise out of this OTAs, right? So what's what's the main story here? The main story is that the veterans and the rookies, the undrafteds, the tryout players, the new free agents, and the guys who have been here um, for quite some time at this point, although that that sample of guys who have been here for quite some time at this point is getting smaller and smaller by the week, it feels. Um, it's the vets and the rookies mixing it in. And so where all these different competition levels are going to play out, we know that the offensive line group is going to be largely new. We know that the offensive line, however, manipulations of it, how many different versions of the offensive line that they're going to try out, they can run through all different variations of it at this point, but not really know until, you know, substantially through training camp who their starting offensive line is going to be. Um, Puka says, has Bayard shown up yet? Well, uh, they, we won't know, um, with our own eyes, Puka until Tuesday, whether Kevin Byard is here, unless the team puts out video footage of him from Monday's work that is not open to the media. Tuesday is the first day that we will have the opportunity to tell you whether Kevin Byard is here or not, but that's a big headline, right? Kevin Byard being around this thing is going to be one of the, sto- one of the biggest stories of the off season. Um, I think that you look at a variety of different uh, players. I think you look at a lot, a variety of different position groups. But Kevin Byard, as one of the most important names for this franchise in the last five to six years of football, uh, what is his status? Will he be made available if he is, in fact, at Titans uh, OTAs this week? And what does he think about everything that's been swirling around him at this point? That's where we are with Kevin Byard. Um, the one that kind of jumps into my mind though, is on the defensive side of the football. Cause I see some of you guys, uh, mentioning the quarterbacks and, and all the different things. We will have plenty of time to talk about the quarterbacks and the quarter, you know, I think tomorrow on the radio show, we're going to go through, okay, how real is the quarterback competition quote unquote between the three guys that they have on the roster. And we'll do more of that on the radio show tomorrow, since we have about three hours to spread out a little bit. But I think the, uh, I think that when you look at the defensive side of the ball, Bayard is probably the biggest headline um, that's out there. But a second one, and I would probably put it 1B to Bayard's 1A, is where is uh, where is Harold Landry in all of this? And will he be uh, out and about at OTAs throughout the course of the coming weeks? Uh, you're going to hear a clip from the 615 Sessions podcast with Teron Davenport of ESPN and myself breaking this down on, I believe we did this on Thursday, uh, about Harold Landry specifically and some other things that we're keeping an eye on at OTAs. Right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by TrueMav Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMavFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. TrueMav Fitness is the place for you to experience the best coaching, the best workouts, never recycled or repeated to reach your peak fitness levels. TrueMav Fitness can help you accomplish all of these things conveniently located in downtown Nashville in the Gulch. TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free and all of their great membership options. So uh, I do a six uh, a podcast called The 615 Sessions because I don't have enough shows to do uh, on a regular basis. But uh, I've always enjoyed The 615 is the first show that I've ever had under the A to Z umbrella. And uh, it's something that I've always really enjoyed doing because it's the opportunity for us as Titans reporters and Titans media people to let you guys inside the conversations that we're having in the press box, in the media room amongst ourselves in a, uh, and now that we live stream it on A to Z, 
I really, really enjoy the interactive nature of having um, my uh, Titans media colleagues on to chop it up a little bit. So Teron and I are, uh, uh, Teron and uh, the conversation that Teron and I had is last week's episode from Thursday's 615 sessions. And you can hear that episode in full, but we were talking, we were going back and forth between about OTA stuff since the next time we tape the podcast, OTAs, the open OTAs will have concluded. And uh, Teron brought up Harold Landry. Um, what are you most looking forward to seeing once we get a chance to see some of these rookies and vets mixing it up? Yeah, uh, you know, hopefully Landry. Uh, I think that's something I'll be looking forward to seeing how he's moving around and how he's doing. Um, hopefully Kevin Byard. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be there or not. But just really it's just seeing the guys out there. And then we'll start to see some of the things that Tim Kelly is is going to do with the offense, some of the personnel packages and stuff. So that's really what, what I'll be looking for. Yeah. So Harold Landry and then the offense, right? Will we Once we start to see how some of this stuff is being implemented, the coaches on the field with the players, the vets and the rookies, as we mentioned, what is Tim Kelly having them run out there and how similar does it look for? Uh, does it look uh, to what we've seen and how or how dissimilar does it look to based off what we've seen? Uh, I'm most for looking forward to seeing what Tim Kelly is unleashing, says MB. Well, unleashing, um, you know, obviously the level of unleashing that will be done in OTAs, and I understand what you're saying, right? What Tim Kelly is, has planned, what he's, how he has uh, tinkered with this offense. Is it starting from scratch or are they building off a certain blueprint? How much is Mike Rabel? going to continue to be an ever uh, ever present figure in the play calling process and does that limit Tim Kelly at all given how involved we know that Mike Vrabel likes to be uh we will start to see the bones of that right so unleashing to an extent um but certainly how that's going to start and what that's going to build towards once we start to see it in the season is going to be uh fascinating to me um, A to Z Sports Primetime is presented by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app. Bet on the NBA playoffs. Bet on the NHL postseason and MLB's regular season. Every major sport you can wager on in the Superbook Sports app. Download it, and they will uh, match your first bet up to $250 with the promo code ATOZ. That's A2Z, just like A to Z Sports. ATOZ in the Superbook Sports app, and you will get that $250 uh, up to $250 matched on your first bet with Superbook.com. Terms and conditions. Gambling problem. Go to the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. So uh, as you look at all the different storylines that are out there, and I think that uh, I think that for the Titans, there's so many different ways that you can start to dissect this, right? There's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of fascinating pieces and parts to this equation. Um, Troy Anderson says still will be a run first offense. They will take more deep shots down the field this year. Well, that's not historically been what Tim Kelly is, right? So um, Troy, you may be projecting based off what we've seen in the last couple of years. Um, I would say that how much Tim Kelly has to stick to that blueprint is dependent on Mike Vrabel, right? How, again, all roads, as far as the coaching, for obvious reasons, lead back to Mike and how married he wants to stay to the idea of an offense built primarily around Derrick Henry as its function 
versus how Tim Kelly might see this offense and utilize it at that stage, I think that it's going to be pretty interesting to see. Um, and as I mentioned, the bones of that will start to play itself out uh, once they get on the field tomorrow. So let's talk about under-the-radar headlines. What are we not talking enough about at this stage? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Under-the-radar headlines that you see at this Titans OTAs. Whether that's a player returning from injury that we're not discussing or you haven't thought about in a while, Harold Landry probably meets that qualification, and we haven't really talked much about Harold for obvious reasons. Harold's been out of our lives for damn near a year. Um, Alex M says the kicker is a big part of it, as does Rishi Guzman, as does Puka. Kicker is a very popular one. So we know the situation on the roster, and if you don't, Caleb Shudak is the only carryover at the position this year. They signed Trey Wolf, a Texas Tech kicker, as an undrafted rookie free agent to come in and compete. We will see those things start to manifest. We've already started to see them uh, in rookie, uh, in OTA, or excuse me, in rookie minicamp and things like that. Uh, somebody says, bring back Fat Randy. I don't know what Fat Randy's situation is, but um, I know that he will not be a Tennessee Titan unless injury forces them to uh, revisit young Randall, rotund Randall, as a part of this uh, Titans roster. Uh, Rishi says we should have won against the Giants. Speaking of Randy, so there's still some bitterness there. MB says under the radar, Harold Landry, an improved offensive line in which young wide receivers will step up. Um, yeah, it's probably, it's probably, uh, Harold can be both a, a major headline and an underrated one, depending on how you look at it. But I think the personnel moves that are yet to be made, right? Who does this team end up waving anybody in the immediate future? Uh, at this stage are there acquisitions on the waiver wire that the titans are looking at and would be interested in particularly at some of the skill position players that you guys have complaints about what happens with the roster the rest of the roster at this point as they continue to churn the bottom of it as they bring in um, different players different types to compete those things aren't done even if the bulk of like name brand free agency is obviously well over at this point, the waiver transactions is where my interest obviously turns at this stage because the roster looks more competitive. How much more competitive it ends up being, of course, is an unknown. So um, that is that's going to continue to evolve. They may think that they've got good competition in one spot based on the moves that they've already made. They may feel like they lack it in certain areas and need to continue to uh, evaluate other options. I think that uh, I think for the Titans, it is going to be one of the biggest storylines of the of the offseason continued of the offseason, um, because we know how much pressure is on them to succeed as an offense this year. Uh, let's uh, look at uh, a couple of the comments here. Uh, <laughs> Rishi's still complaining about missed field goals against uh, uh, speaking of Randy. Desmond Ritter's performance in OTAs and training camp, says David Brown. I don't care about Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter plays for the – I mean, you might – maybe you're a Falcons fan, David. Um, this is primarily a Titans-focused conversation. And it's not to say that I don't care about Desmond Ritter, but, like, Desmond Ritter has zero impact on uh, our lives at this particular time. Brandon Connor says, I guess Buck is ducking my question. No, Buck doesn't see every comment unless uh, I see one that – mentions me specifically by name while I Ron Burgundy through some of these comments. So Brandon, instead of bitching about the comments that I don't see, 
maybe have more noticeable comments. And if I can get to them, I can get to them, baby. That's how it works. There's a lot of you guys, which we're appreciative for. Um, But, you know, uh, there's a lot of y'all in here, and I can't prioritize everybody. Buck, what's your tart status? Thank you for pulling that up, Bert. Uh, Look at that, Brandon. Bert's got your back. Uh, Tier Tart status has he signed? That's a good question, actually. So, uh, <laughs> instead of me lashing out at Brandon, uh, I should probably provide him with a uh, with a decent answer. So, Tier Tart, uh, as he was working through his restricted free agency situation, he had a, a cryptic post that I think made some people a little nervous. But this was a couple of months ago. This was back in March. And basically, it was still don't believe me, still don't believe in me based on the offer uh, that he had in front of him. It was going to cost the Titans $4.3 million with that offer sheet uh, uh, as a restricted free agent. Um, If he doesn't sign the offer sheet and plays on the tender, that's what the cost is going to be, the $4.3 million. As of today, I have not heard anything about Tart signing uh, his tender, which means that they he it, they have his rights, right? So Tart is going to be on the roster. The question um, of whether uh, the question of whether he play uh, it's bas- basically how much he plays for this season. Um, so at this point, I have not seen uh, or heard that he signed his tender, Brandon. Um, but obviously, that's a situation to continue to monitor at this stage. Uh, told Bert to stop eating old ham. Why? Bert's not eating old ham. Bert. Oh, that's why. That's why people think you got sick the other day. Bert, tough scene. Uh, he, I believe he has not signed his tender yet. Yeah, the uh, the tender situation, um, for tier tart, uh, is going to be really interesting because that that's a big part of their front line depth. Um, Bert, what are you hand signaling at me for? Uh, he's typing something to to me in the chat, so I'll make sure. I'm not missing any context, but it's always good to look out that way. A second round tender. He was the last to sign his second round tender at this stage. Um, so I think the uh I think the, you know, as they work through those things, um the finances of it, and obviously how TR Tart feels about his particular situation. Twitter is a difficult thing, and I don't think it necessarily helps Tart to be messaging on social media. ain't bad, says Sam. Yeah, but you don't have 4.3 just hanging around. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are not a team with the luxury of, ah, 4.3 ain't bad. Stephen King says, that's an expensive Pop-Tart. I mean, are you seeing what interior defensive linemen that play like Tart get paid? 4.3 is a good value for that. But again, you're not, uh, you don't have the financial wiggle room to be able to say 4.3 ain't bad, I guess is my larger point, which is what makes a move like Tarts worth watching uh, for what he counts against the cap this year. All right, let's wrap things up with this is a free site, the uh, best thing that I saw on the internet. Now, I will say that this is the best thing that I saw on the internet because it all worked out to be okay. Um, And thank God that nothing more serious occurred out of this circumstance because it could have gone very, very badly in a way that was public, literally public, live streaming on the internet. Uh, We'll get to that here in just a second, right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the great people at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com for your dream address without the stress and get the Intel edge you need to succeed with the Ashton team. Nobody has better properties. Nobody will get you more information on those better properties than the Ashton Group. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. Don't sell without the intel 
that the Ashton team can provide to you. Uh, so this scenario uh, or this situation, live streaming without any kind of like restrictions, there are obvious benefits to it and there are obvious downfalls, right? Um, this was a concern uh, in a variety of different ways where there have been, you have seen um, things like murders, homicides, live streamed on Facebook in ways that are obviously horrifying. And, you know, without live streaming on Facebook, things like the primetime show would not be able to exist. So there's all manner of different uh, situations that you look around at and you can do a cost benefit analysis of the uh, of the live streaming um, capabilities. AJ Brown was Instagram living on a bike ride today and it almost he got it looks like he got hit by a car. Now, all of this uh, fortunately worked out well. AJ came away from it unscathed uh largely and um you know for the entire entirety of his audience to witness and we know aj brown likes his social media a uh, very serious situation fortunately was avoided turn the camera around bro I ain't even pedaling bro oh, oh, hey. god damn pay attention man Man, I almost got hit by a car. Hey. I'm really finna call me an Uber. Man, y'all saw that? Boy, you scared the shit out of me. Hey. Hey, this shit right here crazy, bro. I don't think I should do this shit. I ain't doing this shit no more. Hey, I love, hey, Mr. Lord, how? Mm -mm. I almost got hit. I'm finna park this motherfucker. <laughs> AJ, man. I, uh, so maybe instead of maybe instead of not doing the bike ride, maybe don't IG live while you bike ride and to have your awareness around for people who drive like idiots because you can't trust people on the road. AJ may not have been, may not have been at fault at all in that situation, but also you know you're not helping your odds at this stage. I don't think uh, he said Howie and Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Lurie or uh, uh, I think Jeffrey Lurie is the owner of the Eagles. Either way, AJ is just <laughs> something something else. It's always something with him on the internet. It's going to do it for us tonight. We'll have uh, a lot more conversations about um, all the different position groups, the position battles that we're watching. William Jones says it was J-Rob who tried to kill him. No, of course, that's reckless speculation on the part of William Jones. Uh, but I did see many people make a joke to the effect of, yeah, streets are saying it was John Robinson in the car. <laughs> no. That's going to do it for us tonight. Have a great rest of your evening. Enjoy the, what remains of your weekend. And I will uh, talk to you tomorrow when the radio show starts at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone. See you guys. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.